0: are ridiculous these guys are ridiculous now how about them damn Celtics and we are back with another episode of how about them Celtics Sam and I are here recording on Wednesday October 12th after a pretty lengthy break I don't know exactly the date we put out our last podcast but it was probably around two weeks at this point Uh, And and we're going to stay consistent during the season. We're going to, you know, try to give you the weekly podcast, sometimes biweekly if there's enough news. But uh, I went on vacation so we can put the blame on myself. (laughs) I was not around able to record. I was still watching the Celtics, but I was in Ireland. So games were at around 12 a.m., which wasn't ideal. The first one was nice, though. The 1 p.m. start Eastern was nice because I got to watch the game at 6 and go to bed at a reasonable hour. But every other game was definitely brutal. Uh, but it, it was fun. I went over to see my girlfriend. I have pictures to share if you're on YouTube, which you should be. Uh, go check it out there. I'm going to show some pictures. I haven't shown Sam yet, so Sam will get a little surprised, too. Let's see if I can share the screen. But, yeah, we're back. We are back. Yeah, let's see. We've got uh, Game Friday,
1: and then we've got Real Games next week. Exciting times. We a lot
0: to look forward to. Yes, we do. Let's see. How do I not so let me share. I guess I'll just share my screen uh, and you can tell me if you see the pictures. Uh, do you see these pictures? Yep. Okay. So you see a street. <laughs> yes. Down so a this hill, is houses. This was on our way to Galway FC. We went to a football match in Galway because we went to Galway for the weekend. Uh, we spent time in Dublin, but we, the Galway weekend trip was where most of the cool views were. So we went to see Galway FC. They lost, unfortunately. But this is actually the street we stayed on, which is really just so pretty. Very cool. With the colors yeah, You houses. see
1: the, the brick stone road, some apartments Very cool. and things on each side. <laughs>
0: Yep, that's in Galway. This was the the football match we went to. Oh no, Galway you can see the oh, stadium. Couple yep. of people standing around the field. Now you could you were you got to be that close? Yeah, that was the first row of seats. It was very like, uh, it's like the top tier of Irish football. But put that in perspective, it was like a yeah. uh, a League One game <laughs> for mm-hmm. English football. Um, this is the river we passed over in Galway, which I thought was pretty. This was a castle from the 1500s, and that is the castle dog who just lives there with the family that like does the tours and stuff. So he just chilled with us the whole tour, walked around with us. Uh, his name, Her name was, I should say, Bono. Maybe he, I don't know. But Bono was very cute. Uh, they had to lock up the other dog because he would just chase us everywhere up the stairs and stuff. But uh, this castle was built in, like the 1500s, which my girlfriend really likes because she studies archaeology. So this was dope. Uh, that's a random window. This view, though, I mean... Sam can see it, and you can see it on YouTube, but, like, come on. That's now You fire. see the hillside, a mountain in the distance,
1: the river, some bushes. Very, Try very good. Cool. to those listening. Some
0: clouds <laughs> yeah. in the sky. One of the better views. Uh, This is a cool castle. It's called Kyle Moore Abbey. You can Google a picture, or you can just go to YouTube, which I'll keep saying. You can see <laughs> it. Get out of the YouTube channel. On the Overland. other
1: side of a river, there's a mountain in the background, some mm-hmm.
0: trees. Very green grass. Another cool view. This is the Atlantic Ocean jutting in. Uh, this is so. This picture, if you're on YouTube, is the other side view of this castle picture. So it's like looking the other way. You can see the castle on the side of the screen there, but this is like the big lake. That's like a huge lake jutting in. The mountains on either side. Mountains in the back. Very, very pretty, um, <clears throat> pretty view there. Uh, this view was one of the best. I mean, so sick, right? The hillside leading up to the yeah. ocean. Is that an island? I think so, yeah. A little yep. island off like An just off the coast there, after a clouds cloud in yeah. the sky. Little cow on the right hand side chilling on the hill, you can see. Very cute. That's a close-up of the cows because they were cute, and my mom loves cows, so I had to take a picture. Um <clears throat> a little further out distant. Uh just another cool view on the coastline. Sun right and up in the center in the sky. Castle from the 1800s Fun story about this castle, Sam. I forget what it's called. But at this point, obviously, late 1800s, castles are, like, useless because people have cannons and stuff. So this isn't even built out of brick. It's built out of, like, plaster. He only built it because you can see it from the coastline, and people coming in would think he was cool and rich. So he (laughs) built it as, like, a sign of status or something. Um, He also built these, like, big stones around it uh, to make people think it was built on an ancient burial ground, but it really wasn't. He just put it there to uh, be fake. Uh, and I also stepped in cow poop on the way to this castle. So that's another fun story for you.
1: <laughs> what well, tragic.
0: I hope Part you of weren't the experience. wearing
1: anything uh, nice. On your Nothing kids.
0: crazy. No, no. I wasn't wearing Crocs either, though, which would have been awful. Uh, <laughs> I was wearing shoes. This is a street in Clifton, a town we stopped in. Very cool. Very pretty. Just a nice street. Another hillside view with a little sheep you can see. And this is the last picture. But just some cool views uh, you get to see and I'll stop sharing my screen there for the people that only care about Celtics. So that was my Ireland trip. (laughs) I do a little PowerPoint presentation with some pictures. Now, if you couldn't care
1: less about Jack, like me, (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) there is basketball to talk about that we've got to see. Yes, sir. There is. And I mean, I guess before that, The day or two after, I think the day we released our last podcast, Blake Griffin signed with the team. So we didn't actually get to talk with you guys about the Blake Griffin signing. But uh, he has since played in a preseason game. He had nine boards. That was the big thing I remember. He had a couple points. He looked all right. Shook off the rust a little bit. Uh, He looked solid. Excuse me. What do you think of the Griffin signing? We don't have to go too deep into this because it's kind of old news at this point. But we never talked about it. So just curious.
1: Yeah, I mean. I'm fine with it. I like Blake Griffin as a guy, right? He seems really good. We've to seen the, the Everybody pictures gets along with him.
0: him. and Pritchard, good friends now, apparently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, he likes comedy. He's he's an interesting character for sure. Very likable.
0: I agree. I agree. He's a cool dude. Also got news. Luke Cornett sprained his ankle uh, a couple weeks ago, but he's working back and he's practicing with the team and he should be good. Fingers crossed for the start of the season. But uh, like Sam said, we had actual preseason games to talk about. Uh, one against their, sorry, two against the Hornets so far, one against the Raptors with the final game against the Raptors coming this Saturday, I believe, right? Friday night. Um, <clears throat> Friday night. Sorry. The 15th. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, preseason basketball. Do you want to start with the stars and work our way down? Or do you want to start with what I consider to be the biggest storyline of the preseason?
1: I think we should go with the big storylines because really what's important right now with all the injuries the Celtics have is who's going to have to step up. And we've gotten a little bit of a preview of that over the course of these first few games. Uh, you're going to go with Sam Hauser, who's you been excellent. I am. I mean, the guy's just not bad. missing. What else do you want out of him? He's he's making almost all of his shots. It's insane. Yeah. Every time he shoots the ball, you think it's going in. And not only that, he was really great in garbage, not garbage time, down the stretch against the Raptors. In the game, they lost. He yeah. was creating for himself, going to the basket, <laughs> had an and one. Like, Probably should have shot the ball a little things. more. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing all these things that we don't even think of him as doing. And he was really great. He was making tough shots.
0: Yeah. Looked really good. He's looked really good. I think is this that nine of 13 from deep so far? Or was that after the first two games? I don't know what he is. It might've been that. after
1: the first two. I didn't get a chance to watch last Friday. Unfortunately, I was out and about, um, you know, hanging out with some friends and stuff like that from work, but I know that he was excellent in the games that I watched. And that's what matters. <laughs> for my <laughs> eyes test. only
0: just the same eye test but no yeah. sam hauser's been absolutely incredible you heard Gallinari the other day talk about how he's working towards rehab he's going to stay with the team but in all honesty sam hauser's done almost everything you'd expect from Gallinari. he doesn't have the same amount of uh shot creation i suppose um <clears throat> obviously that experience but sam hauser has been exactly what you've needed from him and probably a little more i mean the shooting has been out of this world he hasn't hesitated at all i think i said this in uh the group chat maybe but he has one of those releases and i saw this somewhere where he doesn't even bring the ball down he just grabs it and shoots it right up like there's no hesitation from him at all i have no Um, idea how people do that by the way it's crazy he just launches and it's great he's feeding off the creation of others but also not afraid to move off the ball and i will say the movement off the ball is something the celtics have desperately needed and you're finally seeing glimpses of it he's shooting the ball he's obviously not the hustle guy or, or the defender, I suppose, of Neesmith. But this is kind of everything you wanted to see from Neesmith, uh when he joined the team, and Sam Hauser is doing I that agree. from behind the three-point line. It's it's great. It's exactly what you wanted.
1: It's nice now, that you can feel like the Celtics have finally found themselves a Max Struess type, even though they had Max Struess and let him walk. <laughs> Seriously, Matt like, Ryan you're not of... talking about these guys like, oh, man, they like let another one walk. Like, How come they never yeah. find any of these second-round undrafted guys that turn out to be important pieces to them. So you could be seeing that for the first time with Hauser, who looks confident. Everybody has only good things to say about him. I mean, people saying he's one of the best shooters they've ever seen in the gym, like practicing. You have quite the prospect if you're the Celtics, and he's (laughs) going to see
0: meaningful time for you because of Nick Gallinari's injury. That's what I was going to ask you. What do you think... We're going to see for Sam Hauser minutes this year. Like, what do you see? He's going to play real minutes before and after the Robert Williams injury. I mean, like, do you see him as one of the first guys off the bench? Do you see him as oh 10 to 15 minutes a night? Do you see him inching towards that 20, 25? Like, what are you expecting from Sam Hauser? Maybe not one of the first off the bench because
1: you have White and Brogdon, at least one of them coming off the bench and Grant. Yeah, you're right. And Grant, but also, I think he's not going to be just 10 to 15. I think he's going to be 20 to 25, probably depending on the day, right? If he doesn't have it, yeah, there's really no other reason to stick him out there unless you're trying to arrest somebody. But we really haven't seen him not have it yet. So you're going to have yeah. to wait to see that before you start talking about it.
0: <laughs> Very true. I think you could see something towards 20 minutes a night. And might sound crazy, but I mean, if he's getting 20 minutes in a night, he could inch towards that like 10 point per game range. Like it, not because he's going to be there shot creating, not because he's going to have be like this high usage guy, but because if Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Brogdon, smart white Peyton Pritchard, any of these solid ball handlers have the ball, even Horford in the post, he's going to be on the three point line for shot creation. Tatum is going to draw two guys. Jalen Brown is going to draw two guys. Marcus smart, Derek white, Malcolm Brogdon have been great on the drive, passing out and finding shooters. Sam Hauser is going to be a shooter on the perimeter. And obviously you can't take preseason and compare it to the regular season. You have to take it with grain of salt. But if he gets 15 to 20 minutes a night, I I don't think it's unreasonable to think he can average, you know, three to five uh, three-point attempts per game. Uh, And of those make (laughs) two to three of them. Like He's not going to shoot 50% from three, but if he can be a 40% three-point shooter and taking, I don't know, five to six threes a night and that sounds like a lot but the opportunities are going to be there for him like even if he takes three to five threes a night he could average six or seven points and for a guy that barely cracked the rotation last year that's huge uh huge contribution and uh realistically probably around what you would have seen Gallinari averaging right like he's not going to be a a big points per game guy either but Sam Hauser has looked phenomenal I I think his shooting is going to be absolutely you know, necessary and crucial to what the Celtics are doing this season. And I'm very excited to watch him uh, get minutes in the regular season. Cause I think he could be a big impact player once he gets there. I'm hyped.
1: Yeah. I think he's been great with moving off the ball too, which is one thing I was a bit concerned about heading in just because he hadn't really played any real competition yet. He hadn't played real minutes in those, you know, 26 appearances he had last season Because he was playing in garbage time. Now you're seeing him play in the preseason. Sure. Are they playing, you know, deep bench guys? Yeah. But he's also playing against real rotation players who he's going to see come regular season. So I'm very excited from what I've seen. I think Hauser has been great. He's consistent. He's confident. And he's a great fit. Like you said, because you're playing next to guys that are going to draw all kinds of attention. Tatum Brown, especially the way Tatum has been able to, develop as a playmaker for other guys, he's going to mm-hmm. feast off that. I think 10 points per game is absolutely realistic. I don't think it's not uh, a reasonable like expectation or goal because the opportunity is going to be there.
0: Yep. Same for Grant. I think Grant could get there too. And, in- Speaking of Grant, diverting from the preseason games, quick, you saw some reporting today, Mm -hmm. um, conflicting reports today, actually, Jake Fisher of now of Yahoo Sports, formerly of Bleacher Report, uh, reporting that a Great Williams extension is unlikely, but a couple of days ago, Insider Chris Forsberg for the Celtics said that he believes that it will get done. So you're seeing conflicting reports and that could be as simple as Grant's agent saying, no, we're not close. And the team in Forsberg saying, yes, you know, we could get this done. The talks are starting to heat up. They have five more days uh, to get a deal done. October 17th is that deadline. Obviously I'm biased because I love me some Grant Williams. I would probably go, I, I think four years, 50 million would be, ideal that'd be prime time. Four years 60 million is I think a happy medium. And that's a lot of money. And people can talk about how it's a lot of money. And the big argument you're going to see is probably, oh, that's more than Robert Williams makes. Robert Williams was coming off three Completely injury riddled seasons, or maybe four, I'm losing track, but never stayed on the court, had right. not played more than 50 something games in his career so far, uh, and had failed to consistently correct the rotation. The only promise you saw was that net series and the back ha- end of that season. Now, obviously, it looks like an absolute steal because he's emerged as an all defensive player and one of the best defensive centers in the league. But that wasn't what was happening. Grant Williams is 23 years old, a consistent player who. Knock on wood, doesn't really get injured. <laughs> uh, one of the best three-point shooters in the business, as I knock on my window Uh, One of the most versatile defenders the Celtics have. A great leader on and off the court. He is in perfect bargaining position. And if he hits restricted offseason, uh, excuse me, restricted free agency next offseason, there could be some teams out there willing to hand him 15 to $20 million. Uh, and if you're the Celtics, you don't want to get priced out. So I think offering four-year 50, four-year 60, around that range would be great. Although if I'm Grant, maybe I hedge my bets, but we'll see. What, what do you make of a Grant extension?
1: Uh, yeah, I was really hoping to see one. That's for sure. And I think it still it's happens. not unreasonable for him to make up to $15 million. I talked to a friend today who did think that was a lot, especially considering Grant at times is the ninth or tenth guy off the bench, but he still plays an important role. The problem is, is the amount of extra cap that has been added on. It makes the money look more than it actually is in terms of the team salary. I'm the king of this guy shouldn't make this much money. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. But in this situation, it makes a lot of sense for them to pay Grant because he's proven to be an important part of the team's success. Even in his rookie year in the playoffs, in the bubble Grant shot 60% from three. He's yeah. always had promise. He had a real down year in his second year. People were down on him saying, get rid of him. Bounced back last year, looks fine so far. He looks great. He's playing off the dribble. He's doing all these things that you really didn't expect to see him do. He absolutely deserves an extension. Like you said, he's not getting hurt. And the guy's built like a tank. He's not really one that has Mm -hmm. a build to get hurt. Mm -hmm. He's like the perfect like Iron Man build knock on wood. I'm really just (laughs) I'm begging for it now. But seriously, he's that's I mean, when's Draymond getting hurt?
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, Draymond's not the one getting hurt. He's, He's the his one hands. getting hurt. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that aside, uh, I want to do something. I want to read you um, Sorry, uh, other players making around that range, and I want you to tell me whether or not Garrett Williams is better than or equal to that this player in terms of impact, right? All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, we'll start with Mitchell Robinson, Nick Center. Who'd you take?
1: Well, Robinson's similar to Rob, right? Whereas sure. he, he isn't on the court as much. He He's not always healthy. <laughs> when he is sure. healthy, he's a, he's a really good prospect in a lot of people's minds. However, that Knicks team hasn't seen any success in forever. <laughs> yeah. So I would, you, I would say he's probably better than Grant.
0: Would you pay Grant more or less than Mitchell Robinson? I'd probably pay him the same. Okay. Well, Mitchell Robinson is set to make $17 million this year. So. That feels like a lot. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Who'd you take? Grant or Duncan?
1: Recency bias tells you Grant.
0: Sure. Duncan Robinson
1: is someone that's proven that he can be a key part to a successful team, though. He just was off last year, couldn't shoot, which is the only thing he
0: does. 16.9 million right there. Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, Grant's better than him. Markkinen sucks, dude. Okay. (laughs) 16.47 million. (laughs) Uh, Davis Bertans grants worth more than he is three 16 million there for you Malik Beasley
1: grants worth more than he is just because of the amount of guard saturation in the league
0: there you go 15-5 for Malik Beasley there even though uh,
1: it's it's kind of close there if you put Beasley on sure. the Celtics he would have a similar at least offensive output maybe not defensively but he, he can play
0: sure yeah I got you Marcus Morris old friend
1: Right now, Grant might be worth more. I, that one's close to me because mm-hmm. Marcus Morris can do a lot. He plays good defense, sure. as does Grant, and he can create his own shot.
0: Yeah, we're starting to see a little bit more out of
1: that from Grant, though. So,
0: yeah, he's on and the up Grant, and up. Grant can guard Giannis. Let's also I'll throw that in there. Uh, Grant's also twenty three years old. We got to consider the fact that he's younger when we talk about these contract talks. Yep. Marcus Morris uh, makes, <clears throat> excuse me, sixteen point three million, and will make seventeen point one the next. Uh, let's see. Derrick Rose, older Derrick Rose on the Knicks. Grant has to heard be more valuable. Last year. There you go, D Rose. He's 14, young, five.
1: He plays in games. He's impacting, winning. Even though I would have liked Derrick Rose on the Celtics, maybe last off season as a bench. <laughs> I guard. remember
0: you clamored for him that one year when he got bought out by the Pistons. I remember. Yeah, that. And
1: they got him for nothing. Classic.
0: <laughs> yes, they did. Yes they did. Let's see. We'll go a couple more here. Nick Batum. Oh man. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's an easy one, Grant.
0: Nick yep, Batum. He...
1: Didn't somebody like call him out for not playing or I think I might have seen a post like saying, uh, "Oh man. I forget what it said.
0: It was something, oh, it was like uh he's like considering retirement." They were like, "Dude, you like didn't play for like 5 <laughs> years." There you go. Uh, He makes around 12 to 13. It's listed as 19 to 7, but that's because he got bought out by the Hornets and was on some deals past that. Uh, We'll get a couple more in here for you. Let's see. We'll go up the road a little bit, see what's happening. Um, Excuse me. Tim Hardaway Jr. Hurt most of last year, but still, you know what you get.
1: Yeah. Grant plays more defense. 19-6
0: Nineteen six for THJ.
1: This is really yeah. weird. <laughs> like, I I don't feel like I should be saying Grant's better than a lot of these guys, but at the same time, I do genuinely feel like he is.
0: You, and that's the thing. <clears throat> Grant Williams is the, what, ninth or tenth best player, or ninth or tenth rotational player, I should say, on the Celtics at any given time. That's because the Celtics are a championship-caliber team. If Grant Williams went to the Magic, what would he be? Like, Fourth, fifth, right? Like,
1: yeah, fourth fifth.
0: A, he's a starter on mo- most of the teams that are going to have cab space next summer. I use the Detroit Pistons as a prime example. They just traded for Bojan Bogdanovich to replace Jeremy Grant, right? And Bojan Bogdanovich was brought in there to be a shooter, to play off Cade Cunningham, and to provide them with that. The Pistons are going to have enough to offer anybody a max contract next summer, and Bogdanovich is going to be off the books too. If they wanted to throw 20 mil, at Grant Williams to be their starting power forward, to shoot the ball when Cade Cunningham passed it to him and to play elite defense and be a leader, that'd be a good contract for them. He's 23 years old. He fits their timeline perfectly. And I know you love the Pistons as much as anybody. You're talking about Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bey, Grant Williams, and Jalen Duran or Isaiah Stewart out there in the front court. Like, that's a... Elite young core and Grant Williams would fit in perfectly. There are going to be teams that are willing to pay Grant Williams more than you think he's worth. And this is in a league where Evan Fournier makes 18 million, where Tim Hardaway Jr. makes 19.6, Eric Gordon makes 19.5, Karis Levert makes 18.7, Joe Harris makes 18.6. People get paid nowadays. It's not 20 years ago when $20 million was a max contract. Right? right? $15 million for somebody like Grant Williams who will be one of your best bench players shoot 40% from three and play elite defense. You don't find that often. You don't find 40% three point shooters who play extremely versatile, great defense to come off your bench. That's not a thing. You don't just find that. Like that's not some hot commodity. You could pay five mil for on a bet minimum, right? Like that, that. that's not how things work.
1: Yeah, for sure. And oh man, do I love those pistons.
0: Take the over on their way I know you do. <laughs> I know you love the Pistons, but yeah, I, I would think, I think 15 million is a more than fair price for Grant. Agree. Above that, you're starting to get, mm, because of how many other players you have on the roster. But like I said, team like the Pistons, if he hits restricted free agency, they could offer him 20. And it could turn out to be a pretty good contract if he has a larger role on that team. Because Grant, in a larger role, he can be a, you know, 15, six and three guy, right on 40% shooting from three with great defense. Like that, that's not hard to imagine if he gets the chance to have a larger role, but anyways.
1: Oh yeah. He looked great in the first preseason game came out, lit it on fire. He's always known to start strong. He's big on the first quarters, big at the start of the season, obviously scored what 46 in MSG last year to kick off the year. Yes, sir. He is someone that you can expect it from day one. There is no calendar meme going around about his slow starts, unlike Tatum. Uh, Very true. (laughs) You know, he he looks confident. He's creating shots. He's making threes with ease. Classic Jalen going out getting better over the summer, for sure. Love
0: it. What you want from a player, but... Uh, I mean, that's about all there is to talk about with JT and JB. That's what what it is. did a fire cover for Sports Illustrated, though. That was very cool. Um, Lots of people on Twitter complaining that Marcus Smart was in the middle, but you got to get over it. It's it's really not that deep. If you're going to complain about Marcus, you can complain about the stupid passes he made in the first preseason game. But don't complain (laughs) about a stupid cover because it looks very, very dope. Uh, Another storyline to follow is the training camp battle, or should I say slaughter, uh, to get the final <laughs> roster spot uh, on the Celtics roster. Noah Vonleh, in my opinion, is just the clear favorite. I understand the concerns. I had a nice Twitter conversation with Adam Taylor, friend of the show, uh, about <clears throat> there could be too many bigs on the roster, so maybe you'd rather not. But out of all the training camp guys that there have been uh, for the Celtics, i.e. Justin Jackson, you know, Roger Thomas, who just got waived and will be rerouted to Maine, uh, Jake Lehman, it hasn't really been close. Noah Vonley has been by far the best player out of all of them and the rest have kind of fell flat. And I- I've liked what I've seen from Vonley so far. Yeah. Vonley
1: has been really great in his minutes. He's giving you quite a bit off the bench. He's rebounding. Well, he's really not making a lot of mistakes in that first game. he, did he miss a shot in the first game or no, that was cabin jelly that had the, the flawless run.
0: I'm not sure, but I do know I'm pretty, this was it after two games, at least at one point, uh, Vonley led the preseason in total rebounds and field. Goal yes. percentage, Which is something to say.
1: It's what they need. Even in the first preseason game against Charlotte, they were really sloppy, turning the ball over a lot, giving up offensive oh, yeah. rebounds, all the things that, you know, drove me nuts last spring during the playoffs they were doing in game two against toronto which they ended up losing due to the bench he yep. didn't play a whole lot but he was good in the minutes he played and he has been good i'm I'm hoping he makes the spot it's uh good to have a local guy on the roster in my opinion you i'm always begging <laughs> for that i love the story fine let him let him stay he's jacked
0: i mean my god <laughs> the guy, yeah like i didn't know he was that big good for him yep He would come on and he would be the second tallest player on the roster behind Luke Cornette. He's six foot ten. Like Sam said, he's absolutely jacked. And the the thing I see is, and I I talked to this, uh, excuse me, I talked about this with Adam on Twitter in our conversation. I understand that there's a lot of bigs, but they all are useful in different scenarios. And it's definitely overkill. But considering there's no wings who have proven to be better thus far, maybe you wanted to keep Matt Ryan around. But I, I digress. Vonley looks like the clear option because you have Blake for the energy for the you know I, I guess hustle down low I think the Blake signing is a bit of a waste at this point now that we've seen Vonley is so valuable but whatever he's fine he's a decent passing big Vonley is better in the pick and roll he's a better interior defender he's not as good on the perimeter but he's strong and he's the best rebounder on the team I can say that which is <clears throat> Phenomenal, you need that uh, and then you have cornet for the shooting on the outside and the 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 length inside uh which is solid. Um, So you have three third string centers who are going to be necessary while Rob is out and they all are useful in different situations. Like you said, he didn't play a ton against Toronto and that's because he's not going to get minutes against teams who don't run traditional centers. He's played a lot during against Charlotte, in my opinion, probably because they have Mason Plumley, who he can bang down low with and Nick Richards. But when you have to match him up against, you know, Siakam, Chris Boucher and Precious Chua, he's not going to fare as well. Um, So that's why you have guys like Blake Griffin uh, and Grant Williams who can play the center as well. To, to match up with those guys, so that that's why I think vonley is useful, and that's why I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, if I mean, he does get the spot,
1: it's all a nece- it's a necessity. You need yeah somebody to be able to fill that role while Rob's out, and you don't want to have to rush Rob back to have your team be successful. So it's kind of a double edged sword, or maybe not a double edged sword, but even more of a reason to keep vonley because he's been yeah. efficient for you. He's done the things you need him to do. He's kind of targeting areas that have been weak points. Bring the guy in he's looked good he seems to play well with these guys again you said he's good in the pick and roll i agree mm-hmm. he's pretty good at finishing around the rim too why not there's no reason not to what What else are you doing with that spot who's there that you really think should have it over exactly
0: him? no one. that's my thing justin jackson was all right in the second game but that first game the toronto game i mean wolf he he was terrible project thomas too jake layman has looked a little bit lost and uh Yeah, just not many options. Celtics did make a couple moves today. Signings, they brought in A.J. Reeves, who I know you love. Not very good. (laughs) Uh, Brought in, I'm forgetting his name. I know it's Reggie kiss Kisunl? Kisunl? I can't pronounce it. He played great in the Danish league. Uh, I wrote the article today, so I remember. He averaged something uh, in 30 games in the Danish league uh 20 points eight rebounds three assists a steal and almost three blocks on 50 40 shooting so he did something obviously uh it's the i thought you were gonna to
1: say he averaged something in 30 games like he, he did something no, no, out no. there that's what i was like what are you no. saying
0: that's a pretty good stat line though like you take no, that yeah, it's fine um he'll <laughs> be in maine something to look out for uh also moving broderick thomas to maine i assume that's where he's getting rerouted too um outside of that getting back to the main roster which you're probably more interested in the, the trio the guard trio that we're all talking about have looked great brogdon has been phenomenal passing the ball he has i think 18 assists through three games so far which is phenomenal Derek white has looked great in the starting lineup i'm looking forward to them using that more he's looked phenomenal on the drive i'm using phenomenal too much he's looked amazing on the drive uh making plays off there and his shots been all right too uh, and then just today, Joe Mazzulla said that he completely trusts Marcus Smart with the offense, which is exactly what you and I want to hear as fans of Smart. And if you're not fans of Smart, then I don't really know what to tell you at this point. You can't be convinced. But a lot of positive
1: uh, Marcus news yeah. trickling out today.
0: Yeah, Mizzoula, the trio looking Brogdon,
1: great. Though. all of them. They just what what Brogden say? Just, did I miss it? I, I think he said he trusts them, or, or maybe that was okay, Mazzulla. Yes. It was some. It was very similar. The two things are similar. It was on. It was like they're on the same page. Good, good. probably were. Probably had somebody saying, "Hey, say this today." Um,
0: but, <laughs> but yeah, but what do you think I, of the guard trio?
1: I love them. I think they've all been really great. Marcus was a bit careless, I think, in the first game, turning the ball over. Yeah. If I remember right, one of the games he was. Derek White's looked better. He's looked more confident shooting. And Brogdon has made some crazy passes that you would not believe. And he's and Hauser, a nice guy Hauser, not to mention yeah. Virginia which is important. connection. Yeah.
0: Both went to Virginia. Really, there you go.
1: Really important to have somebody play well with Hauser because he's such a weapon. We already talked about it, but yep. if you can get him going. That's going to help your team immensely. You need shooters like that. So having Brog didn't have a nice chemistry with him is a great start and they haven't even played any real games yet.
0: Yeah, it's dope. It's very fun to see. I'm excited for it. I think they've all been great. I think the Brog addition kind of has flown under the radar a bit uh <clears throat> in the past few weeks with the Ime situation with the you know, uh, injury news for Robin Gallo, but he, he was probably one of the biggest additions of the offseason outside of, you know, Rudy Gobert, uh, and Donovan Mitchell. Like that was probably one of the biggest trades unless I'm <laughs> forgetting something crazy like that. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. Getting Brogdon into this rotation. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm very excited for that. Uh, I had something, but I blanked, uh, any topics you want to cover? Or what am I missing? I, I feel like there was something else we had that I can't remember right now. Am I crazy?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. We got – do we do any kind of, uh, you know, start of the season predictions?
0: Do I dare go down the list and say I think they should start at this? Here, I'll pull up the schedule for you. Let's see. Celtics ESPN schedule. We can wrap up here. We don't have to go too long. It's been a minute, but I feel like we've covered our bases pretty well. Let's see here. All right. Uh, let me mark down the timestamp because I'm absolutely going to make this into a TikTok clip of you predicting the season and we'll see how close you get. <laughs> All right. Predicts start season. You guys need an inside scoop on how I plan podcasts. All right. <laughs> Opening night for the Celtics against the 76ers, Sam, what should it be? Yeah, I think
1: they're going to lose that game and I hate to predict <laughs> against them at home. I just have this feeling they're just going to lose. Like They don't have Rob. Not that he's a huge factor against a team like Philly because it's Horford that gets the majority of defensive responsibilities against Embiid. But still, Rob's a beast. He makes the Celtics much better. Philly's not a bad team. They got better over the summer. P.J. Tucker gave Tatum a hard time in the conference finals. Tatum sucks to start the season, as we all know. I mean, the list goes on and on. Why I feel badly about it. I sure hope I'm wrong. I think they can absolutely win the game but i just have a some feeling about it this this go like it feels like they're just going to like come out and fall flat there's two there's a lot of hype around the team
0: it feels like a big letdown spot to be cliché that's that's how it feels to me i got you i got you we can do i know we did it last year let's do monthly predictions this year we'll predict all right and we'll we start have a, it, so a nice
1: monthly prediction where <laughs> sam makes himself look like an ass
0: there you go i'm going to start with a dub i'm going to say they get the opening night dub next right. sixers and i'm feeling I hope okay you're right uh, <laughs> I know you do. And we'll go with that. My At Miami, next game in Miami. What are you saying? Uh, I think they win that one. Okay. Oddly enough. I, I heard you hesitate. and I was going to say, are you start off with two L's. To no, with no, no,
1: no, game? no. Uh, I just had a funny notification on my phone. That's all.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm going to go an L. I do think they drop to Miami. It seems like, I don't want to say a trap game in the second game of the season, but Miami's good. Um, maybe wanting revenge because Max Drew stepped on a line and they're all pissed still. But uh, alas, we can leave it there. At Orlando, Sam. <laughs> going there. Well, that's a tough one, you know.
1: <laughs> they should win. <laughs> they they should absolutely win.
0: No question about it. I agree with you there. I'm going to go with a dub in Orlando. After that, at Chicago, three road games uh, to start the season after one in uh, sorry, at home against Philly. What are you going there against the Bulls? They should win. I that agree. Chicago
1: team is going through uh, a lot of moving parts. They have a lot of moving parts. Lonzo still being hurt hurts them. He was a big part of their success that they had early in the season last year. And when he wasn't playing, they really struggled. So that's something to
0: keep yep. your eye on
1: early in the season if you're interested in that team at all.
0: They're going to be starting Io DeSunmu, if you're wondering, who I like. Who killed the like Celtics Ayo. last year, by the way. Very cool. I like. I am a fan. <clears throat> After that, versus Cleveland at home against Cleveland. What are you making of that? They should win. It'll be a good game, though.
1: Definitely something. You know, you finally get to see Donovan Mitchell play for Cleveland at the Garden. Uh, that team was good last year. In the second half, especially, they had three All Stars. Three All Stars.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, two, 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 two. two Garland but they added and a third. Here. Here, silly yes. me.
1: Uh, Kevin Love has embraced a role there coming off the bench playing a smaller role than previous years after uh, the really there too, trying to mm-hmm. shoot his way out of town for a while and he ended up smelling <laughs> like roses at the end, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes, he did. Um, I'm also going to go with the dub, although I think it could be close. Washington. Where do you go in are playing Washington? Oh, they should at demolish home. them. I'm a bit hesitant. I think this could be one of those. Okay, maybe the Washington's all right with deal, but I'm also going to go with the dub. I think they should do that. Uh, get that done at home. Next game at Cleveland, in Cleveland. I mean, I think they should win. I don't know what you want on <laughs> me. I, I had to ask. I mean, that's what we're doing. Right, we're doing predictions. I had to ask. Which team is going
1: to be good? This year. they could lose that game, but I, I don't know. I think they're going to. I think the Celtics are going to kind of surprise people. I think they will lose opening night, but they might get a fire lit under them to where they, I mean, they look good in these preseason games, man. They are demolished. They blew Charlotte out by Mm -hmm. 40
0: points and they turned the ball over like 30 times. Yeah, they did. They did. I'm going to go with an L in Cleveland just because, you know, you're in Cleveland. That's a good team. It could happen. But one of us has to be realistic. (laughs) Hey, I mean, you're predicting six and one. I'm predicting five and two. I think both are pretty good. But circling back to that Charlotte game really quick before we wrap up, they had something like 41 assists on 48 uh, shot attempts. Like We're talking about the same team last year that struggled to pass the ball. Their passing has been so, so, so good so far in the preseason. I know you don't love the threes, but the threes they're getting, Sam, are just so good. If they're going in, I
1: don't have a problem with it. The problem I have is when they're not (laughs) going in, uh, I show you – Game four of the NBA finals, where they pissed away a championship I because know, they insisted on I shooting know. threes. Or if you would like another example, <laughs> uh last December against the Clippers, where they shot like four of what a million and they Bam were like, you know, we're going to keep doing this, even though it's not working. And they lost to a Clippers team with nobody playing for them because they insisted on shooting threes. There is absolutely a place for threes, especially with the team they have. The thing is making the read saying, okay, we don't really have it tonight. doesn't mean we can't take any more threes, but it shouldn't be the entire offense anymore. You need to adjust and get something easy before you get going. If that's the way it's going, you have to get yourself going. You can't just keep throwing up prayers. It just doesn't work. Some days you don't have it every day,
0: even though that's kind of their job. (laughs) I got you. My point was just that the Celtics passing has looked elite. and I'm very excited for it, but Anyways, uh, that's all I got for today. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to talk about before we get out of here. No, I'm hungry, man. <laughs> I'm gonna eat. Me too. I have not eaten dinner, but I hope you enjoyed my Dublin slideshow. Uh, you know, also congratulations to Sam. I know, you know, leaving your buddies at ABC6 was unfortunate, but uh, congrats on the new job and the opportunity. And I saw that on hey, Twitter. Yeah. that I'd shout it out at the end here. Yes, yes.
1: Uh it was uh, it's always tough to say goodbye. I hate change more than anything, but you know, sometimes you got to do it. Excited for the future,
0: moving forward. We'll see. You know, we'll see what we're what doing. Is. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I'm going to keep busy. I don't I don't know look out hardwood houdini i'm sure sam will plug it all at the end but yeah that's it thank you guys for listening sorry for the break but we are back and i this is the most excited i've been for a Celtics season in a long time i'm very excited not just to watch but to cover the team at celtics blog and heavy i'm I'm amped up beyond belief but you should uh, be yeah, i'll throw it to sam wrap this up Bigs for jack uh thank you very much for listening
1: or watching if you're watching you're on youtube Right. You're on the how about them
0: Celtics YouTube
1: page. Yes, sir. Or?
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The how thing. about them Celtics podcast? Yep. yep. That is it. And live streams there too. pre game streams will be there. Check that yep. out. Now, does this go on Guy Boston still? It does. We still post these. We'll, on we'll be Boston. there
1: then, too. You know, you might be watching us there. But if you are, make sure you subscribe to how about them Celtics pod, because doo-doo. we're going to be doing a lot of doo-doo. stuff there.
0: Yikes. That's what do you do? I said "doo doo," but I, I just said the word "doo" twice. Don't do, do I'm, it. I'm 12. I'm 12 years old. Just keep going.
1: <laughs> do it. Do it up. Subscribe. It. Like. Leave comments. Um, yeah. If you're listening, you're on some streaming service. Make sure you follow us there in case Jack doesn't tweet the pod. However, when he does and he tweets the shorts and the clips, they're at how about them seas on Twitter, Instagram, yes, TikTok. Yes, Those sir. Those clips do well. I like them. Let's see. You can see me be uh, back. making an ass out of myself doing predictions. <laughs> and you can follow him at Jackson NBA. He's doing all kinds of great stuff. Celtics blog. Heavy. He's busy. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. I'm less busy. I need to get a fire under my ass. That's our show for the day. Bye. <laughs> tackle. Come on. Pick tackle. Pick tackle. Tackle. having
0: some fun here. Uh, We can move on from the Great Williams extension talk and we can talk about the stars of the team a little bit, you know, briefly before we get into other storylines that might be a bit more intriguing because of their pressing matter. But uh, Jason Tatum is struggling and Jalen Brown is hot. Who could have predicted that Jason Tatum would start off slow? Even he said it. He said it in an interview. He said, this is what I do. I start off slow and I figure it out. And one day I'll drop 10 threes and everybody will forget about it. Uh, (laughs) What do you make of that? Just a normal Jason Tatum thing. Like He'll figure it out. Well, I
1: think it's to be expected, but I, I wouldn't yeah. say I'm fine with it. I'm kind of sick of this because every year we have this. <laughs> I knew you going to say this. Scare or fright that, oh, man, Tatum might suck. And I don't know what it is because he's not like not playing basketball over the summer. It's not like yeah he he's like leaving school for the summer and then coming back in September and not having done anything all summer. Like he's working yeah. hard, he's
0: playing. Like why he did a why summer did he reading suck? <laughs> yeah, he did a summer reading. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I guess what it is at this point. Like it just is what it is, and you, you got to kind of deal with it. But it's definitely frustrating. On the flip side, Jalen Brown was so hot that he had to play in the third game to keep it up. I'm loving Jalen so far. I assume you are too.